Hey everybody, Sean from Silicon Theory here, and we have Google asking music lovers a question of MeTube or YouTube, Apple discontinuing a product they've been offering for almost 20 years, and sadly, even more bad news for Huawei. Here's what's new and interesting for the week ending April 28th, 2018. This is ST Weekly. It's a couple big pieces of news from Google this week. First off, Gmail for the web got a material design makeover and something that's been long overdue. They also incorporated some of the more snazzy features from their inbox client, which includes the ability to snooze emails, among other things. And they're also bringing in a right side panel that allows you to be in Gmail and open up your calendar or a Google Keep or the recently introduced Google Tasks uh, tab as well. So this is something I think that people have been clamoring for for a long time because Gmail for the web has been really stagnant and if we're honest, kind of ugly for a very long time now. Now, keep in mind, Gmail is very functional, probably the single most popular email client on the face of the planet. So it doesn't necessarily have to be attractive, but it's really nice benefit when it is. And I'm a mobile inbox user. And so I appreciate some of the things that were incorporated into the new Gmail for the web. Um, and I think that uh, a lot of people are in kind of the same boat that they might prefer some of inbox really kind of straightforward, treat email like a tasks and get it done uh, kind of approach. But quite honestly, they prefer the Gmail web client simply because if you're using it on a laptop or a desktop, you want to kind of bang through the emails and get to what's important and then move on. And Gmail is really great for that. It allows three different custom views. So you can either make it really compact or really expanded and look at all of the attachments and things of that nature. And it's rolling out now. If you haven't already gotten the option to try it, you can go to the little settings wheel when you're on Gmail for the web and then try the new look from there. Um, and it'll process for a couple of seconds and then it'll show you the new look, ask you which view you want and poof, you're done. So check it out. Give it a try. Tell us what you think by calling into the show or letting us know in the comments. Also, as I mentioned at the top of the show, Google has given some information that they're going to be releasing a new music service called YouTube Remix. And we've heard rumors of this on a number of different sites recently, from Droid Live to 9to5Google to even The Verge. And the basic premise is that Google's potentially looking at folding into the YouTube brand, uh, basically the features and functionality of both YouTube Red as well as Google Play Music All Access. And uh, my first thought was maybe everybody just got tired of saying Google Play Music All Access and so that's why Google said, hey, let's try YouTube Remix because it's a heck of a lot easier to say. Uh, all joking aside, there are a lot of benefits to having the YouTube branding for this new music service, not the least of which is you also have the expanded benefit of potentially having music videos if you want that as well. I, for one, wouldn't be super thrilled with this. Um, we pay for YouTube Red for a number of reasons, but one of the biggest benefits from it is the Google Play Music All Access uh, features. And I use Google Play Music to listen to music probably literally every single day. Um, the ability to skip tracks, the ability to build your own playlists, and the ability to have uh, no ads while you're listening to the music is really, really beneficial, especially when you're out and about, um, you know, doing something that would require long periods of listening to music. My commute's usually an hour one way, and when I'm not listening to podcasts, I'm absolutely listening to Google Music. Now, 
That doesn't mean to say that the YouTube Remix service might not be as good or better, but there's certainly a different element to it because usually what I'm doing is putting on the music service, turning off my display, and then either listening through headphones or the, through the Bluetooth in my car. And maybe the YouTube Remix service will allow something like that, but again, the YouTube brand is primarily video content based, so rumors are all over the place with this thing, so we'll have to wait and see what it ends up being. But it's kind of ironic because clearly Google is not a company that's known for its overall focus on efficiency and folding in product lines when it's deemed them to be inefficient. Uh, they've in fact shown the exact opposite, that they're willing to basically throw anything against the wall, see what sticks, and then try and go with what's best. And they're also not afraid to discontinue a product that lots and lots of people are using. So. We'll have to see, I guess, but it is kind of encouraging that at least Google is looking to unify some things. If you listen to last week's episode, they're also making an attempt to unify um, the chat platform and RCS into a single brand under chat. So hopefully, maybe, finally, question mark, this might be a sign that Google's getting its act together and hopefully we'll get some more information at I.O. in a couple weeks. Apple Report. I mentioned at the top of the show that Apple is discontinuing a product that it has offered for almost 20 years, and this is quite literally true. Apple announced this week that they are going to be discontinuing manufacturing their airport line of wireless routers. That includes uh, both the airport time capsule as well as the other airport devices. And uh, I found out by listening to Rene Ritchie's Vector show recently that Apple introduced the airport line in 1999. That is insane to me. The wireless routing and wireless router hardware has been produced by Apple for almost 20 years. I really had no idea. And he played a very low resolution clip of Steve Jobs on stage demonstrating um, one of these old plastic, um, I think uh, iMac clamshell style devices. He's all, look, no wires. And he passed a hula hoop around it to show that it wasn't actually, actually being connected to anything through wires. Um, kind of cheesy, a lot over the top, but very Steve Jobs. And in typical Apple fashion, they wanted to do this to push the technology forward because wireless is, I mean, let's be real, we live in a wireless world these days and that's basically what it's all about. So Apple getting behind it and producing their own hardware certainly moved this space forward and they've been criticized a lot lately for kind of being wishy-washy on products like the Mac Pro, which hasn't been updated in many, many years the Mac Mini, which hasn't been updated in almost as many years. Things like the iPod, which are kind of languishing and not really seeing any kind of support because iPhone and to a lesser extent MacBooks take up the vast majority of their product hardware line. So what does Apple getting out of the wireless router game really mean? Well, probably not too much. I can't imagine that their margins are incredibly fantastic on this product, although I could be wrong. Their margins are really good on a lot of different things. but. The end result is is clearly this is not a significant piece of hardware in their hardware line. Otherwise, they wouldn't be discontinuing it. If they were making any kind of money from this product, they would not cancel it. But they are. And so that means that they're really probably trying to focus more intensely on those things that they are going to continue to offer. And it could just be that Apple got into a trying to be everything to everyone mode recently and has offered these products for such a long time that they eventually sat down in the management team and said, why are we doing this again? Uh, oh yeah, back in the day it was kind of crappy and we wanted to drive the space forward and since that's happened, we don't really need to do that anymore. Uh, and it could also be that they're just tired of 
providing maintenance and updates and hardware support to a product that isn't very popular or certainly isn't nearly as pop popular as things like the iMac, the MacBook, and certainly the iPhone. So it is kind of sad if you think about it. We'll pour a little bit of liquor out for our airport homies. If you are using airport or if you were considering buying airport, Apple's already released a statement that they will continue to support the hardware for the foreseeable future and they are going to continue selling the product until it's sold out both online, in stores and at Apple authorized third party resellers. So you can get it if you want. Uh, I don't think it's going to go on sale and because they're discontinuing this product line, you might want to think about getting something else. Um, and Renee Ritchie in the Vector podcast pointed to the proliferation of mesh Wi-Fi networks now as being really a more elegant and more cost-effective solution than something like Airport. So if you're interested in something like that, um, Eero and even Google makes uh, Google Wi-Fi, which is a mesh route, uh, a mesh Wi-Fi routing system. So something to consider, but uh, RIP Airport, we hardly knew you. Everyone else report. In everyone else news this week, we got some very uh, not so great news from the camp regarding uh, Huawei. And um, the good people over at Droid Life had a report that the US government was looking into going after Huawei uh, on some level for potentially lying about um, having involvement with selling products in Iran. If you are um, familiar with the station, if you're a longtime listener, first time caller, you probably heard us talk about ZTE um, in last week's episode and how they were going to have um, US sanctions and being banned from actually purchasing US technology products because of the fact that they agreed to stop selling some products in Iran after they were caught selling them and also had agreed to punish the executives responsible and eliminate their bonuses and they did not comply with that portion of the sanctions. So. The uh, ban on ZTE from acquiring products from companies like Qualcomm and Microsoft and even Google uh, is going to hurt their bottom line hard and Huawei may be in the same boat. This really comes at a time when Huawei is is kind of taking in a Paula Abdul fashion um, one step forward and two steps back. They've had really good success with things like the P20 the P20 Pro um, that phone and cameras hardware has been pretty much unilaterally raved about by everybody on the internet this past couple of weeks. And now these reports about that they may be under investigation from the US Justice Department. Like this is really not a good time for Huawei. And um, there even was a report, I think it was on a nine to five Google that indicated that um, they may be even considering developing their own in-house operating system because they were concerned that Android might not be an option for them. And this is something that was done to ZTE because Google told them, hey, you're under these sanctions. We may remove the ability from your phones to have access to Google Play services until this is resolved. And that's pretty much the death knell for any company that uses Android. If you can't get access to Google Play services, you can custom port a ROM and, and basically get it you know, working and be hacky, but it's not going to be supportive unless the people who develop the ROM choose to support it. And that's usually not for very long. And it certainly wouldn't include things like security and software updates going forward. So there's some concern around Huawei recently, which is really a shame, again, because I think in a large fashion, the agreements that we've discussed about in the past about how AT&T pulled out of a bargain with them were largely due to US government pressure. And it's starting to feel a little bit like this could be a witch hunt. But uh, again, certainly if Huawei is guilty of violating US sanctions against Iran and doing business with them, uh, it would not be a good thing for Huawei in the long run. 
In addition to that, we have some information that LG may be producing a smartwatch. Now, the specs on this were not super thrilling to me uh, because I'm looking for something that is the perfect Android Wear smartwatch and it very clearly does not exist, but it's possible that LG may make their new smartwatch announcement as early as Monday, April 30th. I'm actually hoping that they hold off and possibly have some more information about it announced at their event on Wednesday, May 2nd in New York, because that's when the G7 Think brand uh, new phone is going to launch. And in excellent news, Silicon Theory will be at that launch event to cover it for you. The day before, we are going to have um, maybe some Q&A and a podcast with Sean P and I, and then the day of the event, I will be on site and we'll have a couple of videos with our hands-on and time with the uh, new G7. So make sure you stay tuned to all of our channels for that. That's it for this week's episode. Appreciate you listening. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you tell a friend and share our podcast. You can get this show pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. Uh, We're available on Anchor, Apple Music, Google Play Music, Pocket Cast, Overcast, all the other casts too, and even Spotify. So make sure you are favoriting the station, subscribing to us wherever you find us. You can find all of our content over at SiliconTheory.com. We are on social. We are at Silicon Theory pretty much everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also find our video content at YouTube.com forward slash C forward slash Silicon Theory. Thanks again for listening. And remember, as always, we will talk tech soon.